0: The volume. Oral Sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Oral Sessions is in session with me, Renee Paquette. We got another brand spanking new episode for you guys here today. Do I say brand spanking new a lot? I think I might. I'm gonna look to switch it up. I'm so sorry. But we're just calling things on the fly out here. Um, okay, brand new episode. We had O'Shea Jackson Jr. on earlier this week, and then we follow that lovely man up with this Tasmanian devil maniac. Uh, you guys know this guy. Uh, he's a, he's an incredible stand-up comedian. Uh, he's a podcaster extraordinaire. Uh, you guys can listen to him on Hey Babe, his podcast with Sal Volcano. He's got History Hyenas, Chrissy Chaos, the man of many names, Chrissy Bitcoins. He's got it all. It's all happening. Chris Stefano is my guest on Oral Sessions today. This guy's a madman. Like I always do a lot of prep before I interview anybody, just in case, because you never know what's going to happen. Somebody might get on and they might not really feel like talking or they really want you to tee them up with questions or they just want to have a chat. You never really know what you're going to get. So I always prep a bunch just in case I end up needing it. I did not have to look at my phone for one single thing during this interview with Chris. Literally, as soon as the red light went on, we just went off. Um, he's got hilarious opinions on a plethora of different things. Uh, but you know, we, we talk podcasting. He's going to be a new dad coming up. We exchange some parenting advice. We talk about swearing in front of your kids, how that's going to go down. I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Can't wait. Uh, but this was actually a really, really fun episode. This dude just brings so much energy. He's so much fun. He's not the kind of person you can even really try to rein in. He, you just got to let him go. Let him go. Let him do his thing. I had a blast with him. I think you guys will really love him. Let's just get into it. Let's get into the episode Hold on to your butts. Chris Stefano's in the house, baby. My first thing I need to say to you is you're just, you're crushing it in the podcast space. And obviously we're going to talk about that. But right. you're you're still using the plug-in headphones. So like, huh. what's going on here?
1: I got these on JetBlue yesterday, so I'm using JetBlue shithead two-dollar headphones. <laughs> that actually they jacked up the price to seven dollars. Fucking really? during the pandemic, it's just oh. disgusting. Um, but I, I'll always fly them because it's just the easiest thing to do. Um, but I yeah, and and when I'm not using these headphones, I use my ten-year-old stepson's green headphones that he uses for school.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that adds yeah. a little pop of color, anyways. Um, JetBlue's not that bad of an airline if you get the ones that have the pods, which are very rare to get, but they're good.
1: JetBlue Mint, baby. I, anytime I can, I'll do. I'll do JetBlue Mint it, because if I, you know, well, first of all, I, I'll never pay for it. It's just if I ever. Get to do a gig. I'm just like, listen, either pay me in Bitcoin or Blue Mint. I'm not taking real money anymore.
0: <laughs> What's going on with your Bitcoins? Where are we at?
1: Okay, so I'm Chrissy Bitcoins. I went all in and bought a full Bitcoin two weeks ago. And I said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to forget about it. It's This is for my children's future. That's what everyone said. Like, you forget about it. It's going to be this price at the end of the year. And then in five years, it's going to be a million dollars. And then it dipped $3,000 and I immediately sold it. I sold it immediately. <laughs> like an idiot and every financial advisor on Twitter, you know, even one guy that I know, James Altucher, who's a great guy who became like a multimillionaire off Bitcoin. He was Tony Robbins, like cryptocurrency advisor. He was like, you're a stupid idiot. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I just got nervous, but now I'm waiting for it to dip again. I'm going to buy back in.
0: I don't know anything about buying stocks of any regard, but you just got to ride it out, especially when it dips. I mean, you got to just stick with it. How much did you put in initially?
1: I bought it when it was high then I sold it when it was low. (laughs) Just the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do. It was like $47,000 when I bought it. And then it dipped down to like $42,000 and I waited for it to get back up to 46. And I was like, I can't do this. And I just sold it like a (laughs) dummy. I was like, I only lost $1,000. But selling the cryptocurrency, I'm actually almost happy I did it because I know now I'll never do that again. If I ever invest money in that again, I will never Touch because the feeling that I feel like such a loser. Like, I feel like my family doesn't even want to look at me because they're like, Dad, you had a Bitcoin and then you lost it.
0: I mean, yeah, you had their future in your little Bitcoin pocket, yeah. coin purse, and now it's gone.
1: Now it's gone. Now yeah. I have to just go back on the road and do shows in fucking Phoenix.
0: Well, Phoenix is not so bad. I mean, I, I, I are they a good comedy spot?
1: Phoenix? No, it was actually. I just came back. For, I just came. Uh, Delilah, can you please put your clothes on? What do you, Tristan? Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. What are you doing? Hold on. What is she doing, Tristan? What are you touching the TV for? Because
0: I'm trying to turn it off. And we can't. Turn okay the,
1: the buttons on the other side. Sorry. So
0: parenting during quarantine's a good time, yeah.
1: I mean, this is insane. Like literally, I mean, both of these kids have been awake since last March. They haven't slept in a year. I ask the doctor all the time. I'm like, do they have any updated vaccine shots? Because like, at least then they'll get like a little fever and take a nap for an hour. Sure, something with a
0: downer, perhaps.
1: Something where I can like legally give them a NyQuil or a Benadryl. Like doctors say you could do that just so that, I mean, my kid is literally. Tristan, can you turn the TV off for her, please?
0: The next time you're watching basketball, I've got the perfect way for you to get in on the action for free. I'm talking about NBA In Play. It's absolutely free to play on the FanDuel app and features all the fun of live betting. NBA in play turns every quarter of every game into a free contest where you can win real cash prizes. So while you're watching the game, all you have to do is predict the outcome of plays and game props before they happen to claim your share of the prize pool. Best of all, a new contest starts every quarter of every game, giving you even more ways to win. FanDuel is the exclusive home for NBA in play. So the action's always available right at your fingertips on the FanDuel app. The app is so easy to use and it takes less than two minutes to sign up. And it doesn't matter where you live or where you're traveling to because NBA InPlay is available in every state. Don't miss your shot. Get in the game and download the FanDuel app to start playing NBA in play today. We're all just trying to thrive out here.
1: You know, that's the thing, though, but that's what we do in quarantine. It's like I have to just try to be a dad, turn the TV off, tell the stories, ask my kid, Delilah. Delilah is way. a
0: nice name. That's a good name. Hey, congratulations on the new baby coming! Did you? Thank you. Because I feel like I've talked to you about my pregnancy, but I don't feel like you've said anything about you guys having a baby.
1: Well, here, yeah, that's the thing. When we first started, you know, getting to know each other, I said, okay, so Renee's having a baby. I'm not going to allow her to be the only one having a new baby here. So I'm going to have the baby.
0: What that's a nice why. guy! Yes, People in the same boat.
1: We're going through this together. I support. Look at us. And- Hello, What'd it's Women's History do? Month. July Fourth, baby.
0: Oh, my That's, God. It's
1: a patriotic baby. I got to be honest with you. I love the name Renee. I like a good yes. French name. I like a good French person. French
0: people are lovely, like slightly eccentric, but like bringing a little je ne sais quoi to the party. Yes. If you want to use my name, I give you the blessing.
1: Hold on, Jazz. What do you think of the name Renee if it's a girl? No? She said maybe.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. She probably actually gave you a hell no. My husband and I have been going back and forth, so I've not told anyone this but we had named our baby very early on. Uh-huh. And now I'm back. I'm like reneging slightly. I'm kind wow. of changing my mind. I know.
1: Wow. Interesting. Interesting. I still
0: like it. I still like it. I just think she could use a little more razzle dazzle.
1: I got to be honest with you. When, when Jasmine and I were looking for names, we didn't know like, you know, for, for our daughter, Delilah, we were like, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And we did the same thing. We had committed to a name for a month. And then like, eh, And then when we found Delilah, we both just were like, that's it. So maybe you don't have the right name yet. Because once you and your husband find that right name, it's just going to be like a non-negotiable. You're going to be like, this is the name.
0: So my brother just had a kid. His sister had a kid not long ago. And we're like, eh, whatever. We'll make a big deal out of it. We're all having kids, whatever. So we did the gender reveal cake slicing for the family over Zoom. We knew what we were having, but my husband felt like we weren't giving them enough of a show. So he added in as a bonus, hey, by the way, we're naming her this. So now our whole family also knows the name.
1: It's so funny too, because I bet you like, that's just such a risky thing to do because like, as soon as they signed off, they all discussed if they like that name I, or, or I not. Know. They were all like, mm, I don't know. Or somebody else is like, I love it. <laughs> you know, we had the gender reveal party for uh, Delilah and then it like made my dad my dad wanted a boy. So he was like, even when she was born, he was like, is it a boy? I'm <laughs> like, you, you ate the cake that was pink three months ago. No. So now we're not doing or saying anything. We're not giving up any potential names. And we're not, neither one of us know what the baby is going to be. We're just going to find know. out. You're
0: just waiting to find out day of.
1: We're going to wait to find out day yes. of. We have some names swirling around in our heads for boys and girls. And we think once we hold a baby, we'll see if that connection happens. Because right now we haven't had... A name that we're both like, yes.
0: My question about that then. So if you're going in, because I've thought about this, I'm like, if we're gonna wait until we see this baby and we hold her and we're like, this is it. I mean, we've got it pretty whittled down. But uh do you leave the hospital without signing the birth certificate? And then you have to go back to be like, oh, by the way, here's her name.
1: I think that we'll make sure before we leave the hospital. You know what? I don't know. I'm the kind I'm so indecisive. That I'm, I'm the type of guy that, like, yeah, I may pick the name and then be like, no, we can't do that. And then go back and erase the name we just picked. That's why, I mean, you know, I I can never, I'm one of those guys where like, just to get out the door sometimes takes me two hours because I just, I'm trying to make all these decisions. And then I'm like, you know what? Fuck it all. Let's just go get bagels.
0: That's usually what I get down to. I, I drive myself so crazy that I don't care anymore. I'm like, whatever, name her fucking Billy. I don't care.
1: Is your husband having pregnancy cravings? Any like transference of symptoms to no, him?
0: I wish. Not at all. He's like not a big foodie. He wants meat and like some bread. Like I'm ordering Dairy Queen on the regular. Yeah. Dairy Queen's my shit right now.
1: I would like Dairy Queen more, but in New York, they don't have that many Dairy Queens. Uh, I'm all about Coldstone. I'm Cold Stone Chrissy oh, D. Yes. Absolutely, dude.
0: <laughs> Coldstone Chrissy D. What's your Cold Stone order?
1: I get the um, peanut butter cup perfection. Okay. That's what I like. Or I also like the German chocolate one, which I forgot how to say it. I just point to the one and I say, give me that one. And it's and it's some word in German, but I like the German chocolate one, but the peanut butter cup perfection is my go-to. And then sometimes I go Chrissy Carvel's if Coldstone is closed and I'll get what's called a Carvelanche from oh. Have you heard of this? It's like an avalanche of Carvel.
0: No, yeah, but there's a Carvel around the corner for me, and I'm I'm not all that familiar with Carvel.
1: Well, how about this? If you ever came to Brooklyn right here on 86th street, they got a Carvel and a Cinnabon all in one. So we got the Cinnabon. Oh. Yeah. So we hit Uber Eats. We got our, our, our boy Yi Ping, who's the Uber Eats driver who just works in our neighborhood. And my man Yi Ping comes in and he just knows what to do. He drops the Carvel lunch and the Cinnabon right outside my address. And we go to town. That's what, my, and then me, my, oh here's, my God. because I try to count now I'm trying to count calories. Now my new thing is I'm, I'm CDC, Chrissy Calorie. Are, um, are you doing this
0: on are you doing this on my fitness pal?
1: That's what I'm doing. I'm ripping Mm -hmm. it on my fitness pal. I just ballpark it too, by the way. Like I don't need-
0: not? Yeah. You can't count every calorie. It's impossible.
1: I can't. Or even the exercise. Like I don't have a Fitbit or a Whoop or any type of thing. So like today I bought- I think
0: it's all bullshit. Mine's never accurate.
1: Yeah. It said I boxed today for 45 minutes and it said I burned a thousand calories. I was like, I was on my phone for 25 (laughs) minutes of that workout. So there's no way that that's right. All right. So I just try to like, I try to make like little- adjustments. Like, you know, I'll get a burger and just like try to eat like one piece of the bun or, I, you know, but, but but then I ruin it. Like I was in Phoenix, you know, this weekend and I was just deep throating burritos. I was like, I hope my dad doesn't see me doing this because it would just be, I'll just, I'll have to come out. I'll be like, dad, your suspicions have been correct. (laughs)
0: uh, sometimes you just got to show your affections by deep throating a burrito. There's great burritos in Toronto. I mean, that's the way to go. Burrito boys. Oh baby. When you're hungover and just need a good burrito. I gotta be honest with you.
1: One of the best days I've ever had in my life has been in your glorious city of Toronto. Me and Jasmine went to go see a Toronto blue Jays, New York Yankees game. We were so excited like the night before of the flight that we couldn't sleep. So we went, we have like a little like workout shed, In our backyard, and we worked out in the shed at like three fifteen in the morning. Got on an early flight. Had so much fun in Toronto. I just remember getting like so drunk, so hammered. Our hotel that we stayed at had a big chess board, like in the middle of the um, in the middle of hotel. I don't know how to play chess, but I was you know making play. I was like I'm Chrissy chess boards, and I was running around you know chess this, chess that. Almost got arrested.
0: Chrissy Chrissy Gambits over here.
1: I'm Chrissy Gambits, and then um, at the Yankee game, I thought. I, cause I had met CC Sabathia once and he had come mm-hmm. to a comedy show, the pitcher for the Yankees and he gave me his phone number. And I did that thing.
0: That's a good phone number to have.
1: It's a good phone number, but I think I texted him too much. Like when I had the number, like, which was only like twice, but it was like two, it was like a text. And then like okay. two weeks later, another text. And like, he wrote back like, okay. To one of the texts. So it was like, yikes, he was coming in. He was the starting pitch for the game. And I was like, I should like yell, to CC. And then Jasmine was like, don't do that. Like, you're going to embarrass yourself. Like, we're in a crowd of people. Like, he's not going to remember you. And it's also like, he's focusing on the game. And I was like, drinking. I was like, Lemmy, you don't know CC. Like, oh, I so know CC. Players
0: are taking a breather between games. He is fine.
1: Yeah. And it was one of those things where I was like, CC, CC, what's up? It's Chris. And he just never even looked at me. And then I just had to sit there like an idiot the whole game while these people were like, what an embarrassing, like, aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> I'm picturing
0: it like The Simpsons when Bard's like, Daryl, uh, yeah. Daryl Strawberry.
1: No, that's exactly that's exactly what happened. But um, Toronto, it kind of just felt like a a cleaner New York City. It just yeah, I, it. I liked it. I liked it a lot.
0: Have you done comedy up there?
1: No, I've done comedy in Montreal and Edmonton. But I was Edmonton,
0: supposed to Edmonton. What? I know. Dumb.
1: I know, dude. I know. I was supposed to go to Toronto, but the freaking Pandy Wandy canceled everything. Yeah.
0: It, did. it um, did. Okay, so you just got back from Phoenix. What other shows are you doing?
1: Phoenix was great. By the way, I'm the half capacity king. I'm half capacity, Chrissy D. If your venue's half capacity, Why your, does city-
0: your name work with everything.
1: It's <laughs> wild. If your city is half capacity venue, I will sell it out. I'm just the king of half capacity. That's how I roll. Half I capacity it. all the time. Yeah. So so Phoenix was great. Next week I got. I'll be in uh, Red Bank, New Jersey. Also half capacity. Chrissy sold out. And then uh, uh, I got to go to L.A. for three months because I'm hosting a true TV show.
0: Can you tell us what the true TV show is?
1: Yeah, I'm one of those guys, like even when it's like supposed to be a secret, I just tweet it. I had a pilot with CBS. They said, if you post if you post this pilot, you know, you could get like a fine and this. And I just put it right on my Instagram (laughs) and my YouTube because it's like, shut up. What are you going to do? Are you going to sue me? And then oh, you're, they're you're, like, you're, yes. Here's the
0: link and the password to privately view the pilot. Here you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't care. So the, the show for True TV, it's called Backyard Bar Wars, where I'm just basically hosting a show where two friends each week build bars in uh, their backyards and they compete against each other to see who has the better bar and their friends from the neighborhood pick who wins and then they get like, you know, like some bullshit prize. But I don't know how to fix anything. I'm not like a handyman at all. So I'm going to be like hosting the show, trying to help them along with how to build this stuff. But I don't know how to do anything.
0: Is there a handyman that's part of it?
1: There's two brothers that were hired, um, okay. Anton and Anthony. I forgot their last name, but I will get to know it as the show goes on. Anton and Anthony, they're firefighters from Chicago. They are handymen. Um, and they are going to be like, you know, the the build design kind of guys. But I'm going to, you know, everything goes through me, though. I'm going to be like, I'm going to green light. You know, I'll so say you guys can do this. You can't do that and vice versa. So I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. And they want me to drink every episode. So I'll be drunk handling power tools, which should be nice.
0: I'm fucking pissed. I mean, congratulations, but like, Thank you. I was never considered for this role. I want that job. That sounds exceptional. All I want to do is get drunk in somebody else's backyard.
1: How funny would that be? If you were the host, just drunk, pregnant, just with power <laughs> tools, just being like, All right,
0: the baby's getting in the way right now, but Yeah, I could. I mean, come on.
1: You know, you can't. And here's the thing, too. You know, you I don't think what are the rules? Can you drink like it's not like you could just give birth and then just start pounding. Right. Because then the the alcohol goes out through the milk. Your
0: breast. Exactly. So I've not fully looked into this, but I've been thinking about it because I see a lot of friends that do the old pump and dump. Right. Um, So I don't know if that applies. If I have like a glass of wine, do I have to pump and dump? Or is this if I'm like raging and, you know, finish the bottle, which is not that far fetched?
1: Last time when Jasmine was pregnant with Delilah in solidarity, I didn't drink for nine, 10 months. I didn't even drink until she started drinking. But with the second kid, yeah, all the solidarity went out the window. I mean, I I was, you know, she was with me in Phoenix and I was just blasted off margaritas and she was just like (laughs) sipping a virgin margarita. Like this is fun.
0: My my husband's been good. He slowed it down. He wasn't drinking for about two months. Now I have like a drink here and there, which is like, fine. I don't care anyways. But, uh, but I just miss it. I'm starting to get to that point that I'm like, man, that first drink's gonna rule. That, yeah, and I-, I want like a, I want the cold cut trio foot long from Subway. Bring me that.
1: Postcard. Wow. Okay, so you are white trash. I was wondering yes. because sometimes I was intimidated. I was like, you know, her name's Renee. Is she like this elite <laughs> French person from Canada? But then you just, and I was like, you know, I'm, no, I'm you shit. know, I'm, I'm white sure trash. Shit. But now I can tell that you're a piece of absolute garbage. Yeah. you If you're, because you're like me, getting the cold cut trio from Subway. Great.
0: It's the best sandwich of all time. I, I think about it all the time.
1: I remember somebody texted me an article. Or I saw an article um, in the newspaper once that said, Subway bread has pieces of fiberglass in it. And right. I was like, that's fine. Like, that's not going to stop me. Apparently, I'll fucking- it's
0: not even considered like a bread. It's considered a pastry.
1: I believe, Dude, I believe it. And I, genu- I genuinely don't care. Do you know how many times I've went on a cross-country flight with minutes before the flight, eating a tuna sandwich from Subway. That's risky. <laughs> you know risky. what
0: pisses me off is how little airports don't have Subway in them.
1: I know. that's It's, what, uh, it's
0: not popular. There's only a handful of places that have Subway in the airport. Yeah. I, I, I would get it every time, but they don't do it.
1: Yeah, I know. Nobody has it anymore. Uh, and But the move in an airport is Aunt Annie's pretzels. That's like, if you don't have an Aunt Annie's pretzel in your airport, I won't fly to your city.
0: My husband says that I've never done it. Apparently, they've got a killer breakfast sandwich.
1: You've never done an Anne Annie's no, pretzel, never Renee. Done it. What this is? See, this is a problem with Canadians. It's like you know, you think because you got Tim Hortons, you think who you are. I know. Are you, you need to find. You need to know about Annie's. They got. They put fucking hot dogs and pretzels.
0: Give me a pig in a blanket all day, every day. So here's the thing. I'm actually becoming an American citizen on March the 11th. So everyone- Welcome to here? the good guys. Hey, we're, I'm coming in hot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, let's keep it straight here. I am riding the border. I am being a dual citizen. Yes. But um, I need to do a tour to really get to know all of the other fast food places within America because I've dropped the ball. There's a lot of places I've not eaten.
1: But wait, let me ask you a question. You are going to get citizenship. Did you take that test yet? I did. And you passed that test?
0: Yeah, I passed it because you just have to get six of the questions right. Out of 10, but I got six in a row right. And I was told that it was multiple choice, which it was fucking not. And I just had to know these answers. And thank God I had been studying like a mad woman on my phone. So I crushed it. I went in, but I've lost my green card.
1: And I wonder if it's the same for a Canadian. Like, I born, you know, naturalized, you know, born an American citizen. I don't know that I could pass that American citizenship test. And I wonder if you, born Canadian, could pass the Canadian citizenship test. I can't. Test. I
0: did one. So I looked up, you can actually download it. There's an app for the US CIS, uh, it's the US citizenship, whatever the fuck. Look yeah. that up. And there's a test on there that gives you like the 20 questions and you can run through it. So you can study it, tells you what's right, what's wrong. But there is a Canadian version of that. I downloaded it and I, well, there's no way I'd pass. There's
1: no yeah, way Yeah it's so weird. Like I don't I don't know that I know that much about Canada. I mean I think I think I can name what is it nine provinces right?
0: I think there's more than that. Maybe there's nine. I don't even Okay
1: fucking you know Quebec. Okay. New, uh, Newfoundland.
0: Newfoundland yep.
1: Uh Prince Edward's Island, right, is yep. one. See yep. that's that's one people forget. Uh British Columbia. Yep. Fucking, is it Alberta? Yep. The Yukon?
0: So, okay. We're or no. Not, now you're getting into the territories. We have Ontario.
1: Ontario. Uh, that's a that's a big Manitoba, one.
0: Manitoba. Nova Scotia. Uh, none of it, which is a whole new place. None of it? None of it, yep. Okay. And then there's the Northwest Territories. Wow. I think that's it.
1: I went to Nova Scotia when I was a kid. I was 10 years old, right? My mother- this is, this was just like, this was my summer, one summer, my mother was dating this guy. They had a, a bad breakup, whatever, you know, my mom's single mom mm-hmm. and you know, I'm just sitting home. I think like, you know, the next week we're going to go out, like maybe we can go to summer camp and we're going to go to the pool, like whatever. My mom's like, honey, Rich and I broke up and I don't really care. It's fine. We're better without them. She's like, so I booked us a fun vacation. Pack your things. We're getting on a cruise, and I was like, "Yeah, cruise! Yeah!" I was thinking we're gonna to go to like Bermuda, Bahamas. We get on the the boat. I'm like, "Where are we going?" She's like, "It's Where a surprise." Where did dock the boat? It was a cruise ship. It came out in New York, you know, New York, and okay. then we we you know, she was like in the middle of the ocean. She's like, "Oh, we're going to Nova Scotia." So we had only packed in like I think it was late August. We had only packed you know shorts and t shirts because we're like, "Oh, it's the summertime." We get to Nova Scotia. They're in full parkas with like rain boots and hats on. They're like, welcome to Canada. Welcome to Nova Scotia. And I was like, dude, what am I doing? It was like a, it was a, I, it was like a single divorcee cruise and they would keep the kids like people who had to come with their children. We had to like stay like in this like playpen on the cruise. And it was the worst experience of my life. But I think my mom, you know, met a guy and had yeah, fun. I was going to so. say,
0: was your mom like down to clown. She was like hooking up with guys on this cruise ship. Good for her.
1: Probably. Yeah. And I was just sitting there like a jerk off, you know, <laughs> getting pelted in the face with hail going into Nova Scotia. But I remember we went to, you know, Halifax and it's that beautiful. was all, that was all nice. That was all if nice. You like
0: Seafood. You want a little poutine. That's the place to be. Oh my well, God.
1: God. Montreal. Are you kidding me? Montreal was, I was, I was, I was going crazy with the poutine. Meat? look out. Dude, absolutely.
0: Oral Sessions is proud to be presented by FanDuel. You guys never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Uh, Why do I play FanDuel? I play FanDuel because I'm new to the fantasy game. I kind of need somebody to hold my hand through the whole process. And the thing with the FanDuel Fantasy app is that it's so incredibly easy to use. Even a dumb dumb like me can make it work. And if you happen to be a fence sitter like yours truly, you guys can pick a new team every single game. You can switch it up. You can change your mind. It's all up to you. Ball is in your court. FanDuel is offering new users a deposit match up to 500 smackaroos when you make your first deposit. Just go to fanduel.com slash cowherd for more info. fanduel.com slash cowherd. FanDuel, more ways to win. Listen, I've not asked you really any questions. Don't, don't even. (laughs) I just want to talk about your podcast. So you've got two, you've got History Hyenas, great. Right. And now you also have Hey Babe with you and Sal Volcano. Right. Which, what is happening? Because I feel like you guys just, you guys started doing your podcast almost around the same time I started doing this podcast and you guys are lighting shit up.
1: And also in addition to those, I also have a, my own solo podcast called Chrissy Chaos. Chris Stefano presents Chrissy Chaos. So don't forget about that one. That's just me. When did me.
0: that start?
1: That's we where uh, we're coming up into episode five this okay. week. So, so it's, it's a newbie cutie, but Hey Babe with Sal Volcano, that podcast. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Sal and I have just been friends for a long time. He's, you know, of course, very popular and practical jokers is like mm-hmm. the biggest comedy show in the world. He can sell at arenas on like every continent, like, just superstar but we were friends from before he had all that like we were i've always been friends and you know like a couple of months ago he's like dude he said he was asked me he's like we should start a podcast and i'm like yeah let's do it i'd love to do that because you say like oh it's it's you know blowing up and all that i appreciate that it's certainly moving well and the reason why is i've renee 12 years every single day of my life edited jokes wrote jokes working hard trying to start projects stand-up comedy all around the country, like just focusing on how do I make this funny, how do I do that? The biggest thing I've ever done in my life is on the Hey Bay podcast, like episode two or three, I mispronounced the word the, the
0: Tupperware.
1: Yeah, I mispronounced it. That's got it's got viral, 20 million, you know, views across the platforms. <laughs> Pushed the podcast up to number three. I'm like, oh this is all I had to do was fucking be an idiot and not and and not know how to say Tupperware and I have a career.
0: That shit cracked me up because I saw one of like the TikTok things or whatever. And I was like, Oh wait, that's Chris. And I was like, Oh my God, he's saying Tupperware.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, and it was all organic and true. Like I, I, you know, some people have been like, Oh, you set that up. And it's like, no, No, I didn't see.
0: It's not, you can see that that was like an authentic. Yeah.
1: I was like, I'm, I, I literally live on subway sandwiches. I didn't make that up. (laughs) I am white, white, white trash.
0: Cause I wanted to ask you how you've cracked the code. Because right now, I mean, Rogan's cracked the code, Dak Shepard's cracked the code. I'm trying so hard to crack the code, but I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I thought you were going to give me like, I thought you were going to take me by the strong hand and show me what's up.
1: I have no answers other than, you know, other than just don't have a high IQ like me. And then (laughs) just don't understand, you know, easy companies like Tupperware and mispronounce them. But I think the thing with podcasting, why I love it so much. And also like, you know, Patreon, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Christy comedy. I love a
0: bunch of money on there, right?
1: Yes. With history, hyenas was good. And, and uh, and then I just, I started my own. And the reason why I love Patreon and podcasting and doing exactly what we're doing is because the fans dictate our careers. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. like when you're working in television or whatever, you have to be this kind of person in a box because, you know, and I get it because, they're broadcasting out to a wide spectrum of people. You may just be one show on a network. So they have to say, Hey, we all have to act like this because we don't Mm -hmm. want to lose Colgate and target as a sponsor, because you want to yell out, you know, maybe a potentially unfavorable opinion or something like that, but you can lose it at any point and you don't really control anything. But with podcasting, you know, you come with an army of fans. And by the way, to be successful in podcasting, it doesn't have to be hundreds of thousands of people. You get 10,000, 15,000 hard fans that will go to your Patreon that will support you wherever you go. You have a career in this. Obviously, if you're an asshole and you're going to you know, say racist, stupid shit, then fuck you anyway. But I'm talking sure. about comedians and entertainers who think that they're saying and doing a good thing, but whatever they said gets taken out of context or a joke gets taken out of context and you lose everything. It's like, that's bullshit. You can't be racist and hateful and funny. It's one or the other. Like sure, as comedians, sure. we're always like, yeah, of course. So-and-so is an idiot. They're not funny. Like the funny people, it's like, yeah, maybe I have a joke that steps up to the line or crosses it, but it's all in comedy. That's the skill of being a comedian is saying things like, Oh, I shouldn't say that. And maybe it offends somebody, but there's no hate in the heart. It's all leading with sure. love. It's just like, there has to be at least one group of people in this world that can just say stuff because the closer and closer we get sometimes yeah. with this cancer culture stuff is like, does everybody just have to be like knock, knock, joke, funny now? Like nobody no can say can anything, anything real.
0: That's interesting. because That was one thing I wanted to talk to you about was to be a comedian. And you say, I mean, you say whatever the fuck you want all the time, yeah. which is amazing. But I guess that's what it is. is—is having that fan base that gets you that knows yeah. that you're not being an actual asshole about it. No,
1: even like hosting this true TV show, like I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to be who I am. But the last time I hosted a TV show, I got fired. Because, you know, of one was joke. That with M-
0: was that with MTV?
1: No, with Netflix. I hosted the show on Netflix called The Ultimate Beastmaster. Oh, right. Yes. And I hosted the show with uh, Tiki Barber, old running back for the New York Giants. Great guy. And when you fell off the obstacle course into the water, they called it the beast blood. And I just got sick and tired of saying the beast blood. I was like, I'm not going to keep calling this thing the beast blood. So the Chinese team was going. It was like an international competition. And Team China was going. And one of their best competitors, his name was Bin Fong. He's an ex-Olympic athlete. He fell off the obstacle course into the water, the beast blood. And I said, there goes Bin Fung into the duck sauce. And I got fucking fired.
0: How did that conversation go? What did they say to you?
1: No, you know, some fucking, you know, Netflix boss named Barbara. And she probably, she fired me on an email. with.
0: Oh my God god damn but
1: but that's before but they're
0: all so worried yes probably was fine of
1: course you know the clip the clip of me saying that uh, you know that somebody made a clip of it bin the actual person bin fung retweeted the clip because he thought it was funny and he put the crying emoji faces like laughing crying jokes like that you know i was saying the italian team fell into the marinara sauce i was making fun of myself the most i always make fun of myself the most to be like hey I just like to joke around that that's all. But sometimes, you know, with these corporations, you can't say and do that. So that's why I think, you know, like what we're doing here on the podcast is the best thing because at least it lets us express ourselves and who knows, I mean, it may just be a couple of years and then we won't be able to do that, but at least for now, this is safe and this is fun. And you let the fans decide, like the fan will say, okay, I'm going to cancel my subscription to you because I don't think what you said is funny. And that's fine. That's one person, a couple of people, whatever if I want to go to Patreon and pay $5 or $10 to your extra bonus content, I'm going to do that. I don't give a fuck what you say. Netflix, NBC, this corporation. People are still
0: craving those conversations and they crave these jokes. It's like, we're creating such a sterile environment of. Yeah. Everything has to be so squeaky clean all the time. And not that my career was anything like that, but like even coming from working from WWE where it's like, you know, it's kind of like working for like Disney where like, you can't say a lot. Even just the fact that I can like, openly swear on the show or whatever i'm like oh my god thank god
1: i know and you know what to me i would rather live in a world where you can openly swear like like we all know you know athletes are drinking and cursing anyway it's like why yeah. do they always have to talk about their fucking charity it's like great they give to charity we it's beautiful to be a charitable person but like we know they get they get smashed and cursed like even major league baseball they want to just like hip toe around stuff. Like I was like, let's just have a league where you're allowed to do steroids. Like if you want to save baseball, like just let the players juice up and hit fucking 800 foot home runs. Your stands will be packed, babe. Just juice. <laughs> Who cares? We know you're doing it. It's like, People like, but the children, it's like everybody wants to pass blame. It's like it's up to the freaking, it's up to the parents to tell the children what's right or wrong. But everyone wants to be like, you, you're on steroids or you're doing a bad thing and it's affecting my child. It's like, shut up. No, it's not stupid. You're fucking a good person. Yeah, you're drinking at home is affecting your child. Like, shut up. Everybody wants to pass blame.
0: Do you um, because this is a conversation my husband and I just had, do you openly swear around your kids?
1: I don't go out of my way to openly swear but if yeah. I if I curse I I I use or if somebody curses like oh my god I will say again could be wrong whatever I know people judge parenting hard whatever oh it is Oh my
0: god I can't wait for that I can't wait
1: It's you're going to hear it left and right you're going to you know see it left and right but I just kind of think like I don't actively try to do that but if somebody does curse rather than be like don't say that word and like shielding him I just tell my daughter Hey, like, that's a bad word. Here are the curse words. You're not allowed to say them. If you hear adults saying them, just know that's a bad word. And we shouldn't be using those words because I know she's going to curse and do that as she gets older. I'd be the parent, like my daughter's old enough, like, you know, kids are old enough Rather than being like, don't ever do anything bad. Don't ever go out there and have sex or do that. I'd rather just give them condoms and say, if you're going to do this, please do it safely. Because the parents that try to do all this and that, it's like your kids are the ones that wind up being sex crackhead addicts because they feel so, they feel like they're in prison
0: my mom has a filthy mouth. If you meet yeah. her, she, she would, ne- you would never know. She's like No,
1: listen, She's so Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Renee, sorry to cut you off, but you didn't have to tell me that. Just like I'm trying, we both just admitted to each other that we love Subway. <laughs> we, I know your parents were cursing in front of you and it's just the same for me.
0: And it's fine, but yeah. it's, it's knowing like, cause I feel like I'm going to swear around my kid all the time. And just be like, Hey, like, you're not allowed to say this, but like, if you are, here's how you're going to say it. This yes. is where you can say it. Yes. Don't say it, you know, respect other people and yeah. whatnot. Don't be an asshole about it. But yeah. this is a language that you're going to come in contact with.
1: As a parent, I try to keep my world and my children's world small, where it's like I treat them, anybody who comes, just try to teach them, anybody who comes, you know, with in your circle or anybody who's in your presence, you treat them with kindness and respect, no matter what they look like, no matter what they smell like, no matter what they sound like, if they're respecting you, you're respecting them. If they disrespect you, you feel like you're in danger, talk to an adult or you scream and all that. But like, you know, as far as like, you know, like you, you just, anybody you just treat with kindness and respect to me, that's enough.
0: Okay. So you get into comedy, you get into, uh, to the podcast world. You've had like a million different pilots. Yes. What pumps you up now? What do you want to do?
1: Well, first of all, this show that got on the air is my, was my 10th pilot, the one I did for true TV. And it's the first one that got on the air. So I was Chrissy pilots. Now I'm Chrissy pickups. It's what it is. Oh, okay. So I'm Chrissy pickups CPU, but what gets me excited now? Cause it used to be, yeah. Cause I always used to think, Oh, I get the pilot and this is going to change my life and this is going to do it. And that's going to do it. But after going through the pilots, so many pilots, I realized that getting the show is not really the thing. Like when you get the pilot, the journey, the people you meet, all that, like it's all happening now. I realized from failing so much, because I failed so many times, we're like, life is happening now. Your career is happening now. You're not, you don't wait to get, oh, if I get the show on the air, if I get this, it's all happening right now. So that changed a lot for me for failing so much in throughout my career that now what I really want, what really, really, really like gets me pumped and excited is doing stand up you know when i do stand up comedy just to have my seats full and people who are willing to say hey i want to take a chance on you i'll i'll, I'll buy a ticket so you can make me laugh for an hour Hey, I
0: bought, I bought your special that you released by the way the one that you did uh the one online a couple months
1: ago oh, oh the live stream the little yeah, yeah, live stream the thing live stream. that was a special but it was kind of just like i was just doing one night in connecticut and and the venue was like hey like we has got capacity restrictions here there were like 25% capacity they're like we have live streaming technology so we can live stream it to people, which I took a chance. I did it. I had a good time, but I don't think I do that again. Cause there's such a disconnect with like yeah. live stream and TV. Like I like to, like, I want you to come and be there. There's such a difference. Like when you're in the room, as opposed to watching it, you know, sure. through a live stream, which whatever, you know, all lessons learned. But for me now it's about, you know, like selling tickets and like reaching an audience each week. Like now it's like consistency is key. So even with the true TV show, I'm like, Hey, like I said yes to it, but I was like, as long as I am doing my podcast once a week, like we'll be in Los Angeles. So like, I'll find a studio to do it from there. And you have to allow me one day a week to do the podcast. And they carved that out for me because I won't, because I know that that's where like the bread and butter and the fans are because we're so oversaturated in entertainment. There's a million TV shows, a million movies, a million podcasts. If you don't, Have an audience that you're talking to each week, again, just human nature, not anybody's fault. They will forget about you. They'll just move on to the next person and maybe they'll come back a few months later. But by then, you may have lost all this steam. So I give them something. I try to give them a show every single week. So I'm now motivated now and pumped up now by the things I create and the things I push forward. I don't wait for anybody to give me anything anymore. When I used to do that all the time, I was always looking for, you know, did my agent email. How
0: fucking annoying is that? You're waiting all day. You're literally waiting all day for someone to give you the green light to like Pat us on the back to be like Yeah. Yeah. You're good enough to do something and you're waiting no, all day. It never happens.
1: I don't do that at all anymore. I mm-hmm. create my own opportunities. And, you know, if, if, and, and look, if a true TV thing comes around when an addition for do the pie and get, I gladly do it taking strides, you know, cause I, it's nice to be well-rounded. Um, I think, but I don't sit and wait. Like I, you know, went, went to Phoenix, uh, this week and I, you know, I, I brought my camera guy out there with me and we just filmed content. We filmed our own, you know, special and our own, kind of thing around Phoenix and I'll put it up on my YouTube, youtube.com slash Christy comedy. And I'll put that out there. Or, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I just pay like all my podcast stuff and my camera guy and my guy that I work with, he, his name is at the homeless pimp on Instagram, oh, Mike okay. Lavin, but it's everyone calls him homeless pimp. Like I literally pay him, my account pays him and it says like sending money to homeless pimp, but I just try to create my own stuff. I don't wait for anybody to give me anything anymore. And I think You know, even if my daughter doesn't want to do entertainment, like whatever she wants to do, I'll support. But I just want to make sure she knows that like she needs to create her own opportunities and don't wait for anybody to give you anything. And I, I learned that. I wasn't always that way, but I've learned that now. And I'm not saying people can't give you opportunities. I'm always willing to listen, but I will create my own things because, you know, now every day of my life kind of feels like a Sunday. The beautiful thing I love about having a career in entertainment is like, I haven't looked at the clock in 10 years. Like, I've been you know, looking
0: at the clock behind your head this whole time.
1: Good joke. That's a fucking great joke. Cause yeah, I am. I'm Chrissy Clockhead. What a stupid angle. It's like half of a water jug and a broken clock.
0: Oh, mine's the shits. I did a whole room upstairs. Like you've seen it with like the pink wallpaper, yeah. all the flowers. My Wi Fi doesn't work up there. So now I'm in this dungeon beige room. Yeah. With like this shitty bedspread. It's not good.
1: My Wi-Fi doesn't work anywhere. I got fucking spectrum. It sucks.
0: It's the worst. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Um, I feel very much the same of like creating your own path and keep like knocking down your own doors. Because I felt like earlier in my career, I used to be like that. Like even more so because I, like my very first like actual TV job was working for the Sports Network in, in Canada. And I would literally walk <sighs> down there with my DVD of my demo reel, which was like whatever the fuck was even on that. I would knock on their like studio door, be like, uh, who do I give this to? Like yeah. literally hitting the pavement, trying to get shit done, but they eventually hired me. Yeah. It worked. I, just, I know. And I'm sure for a few weeks, they're probably like who the fuck is this crazy chick that keeps knocking on our door? But like, they, I got the job.
1: Yeah. That's you get it. it done. I, eventually, you get, that you want. eventually you get it done. Yeah. I know. I used to have a head. I, I had a headshot and I used to give out like cards with my headshot and under the headshot, it said vanilla Ice's worst nightmare. It's like, that was my slogan. What a dumb thing. Who's hiring you with that?
0: Yeah, I have no idea how I have continued to work. I have not a clue. It's so well, embarrassing.
1: But look, now you're doing the right thing. Now you're 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 just putting stuff out there. You you said, fuck it, I'm doing my own thing. I'm doing my podcast and this will reach, you know, audiences everywhere. You know, this shit yeah. is global.
0: And it's also having the patience for it too. And I think that's kind of the weeding out process for other people too, is people don't have the patience to kind of wait it out and keep right. putting in the work for it. If people don't have that instant gratification, they move on, they think that's it. And then- no all that work's no, gone.
1: No, but I used to listen and I still do listen um, to Bill Burr, who's my favorite comedian, his podcast called The Monday Morning Podcast, which mm-hmm. he puts out every Monday morning and has been putting out every Monday morning for like close to 10 years. And he said one day, I, this is a few years ago, I was just, you know, listening to the podcast and I was kind of half listening, half that. But then for some reason, my brain, I just started to like focus. And then he says, like a couple of seconds after I started to focus, he was like, anybody out there And I felt like he was talking to me. I thought it was like, am I schizophrenic? Because he said that I felt it was directly the advice I need to hear. He said, if anybody out there is thinking about starting a podcast, my only advice is keep it consistent. No matter what you have going on in your life, even if you only have time to do a 20 minute podcast, but normally they're an hour and a half. Keep consistency is key consistently put this podcast out every single week. He said, because the first 200 episodes of the Monday morning podcast, it was like, I was saying them into a black hole. It was into oblivion. They were getting no views. Nobody cared, but I just consistently did it almost. You said you have to be so much, so consistent where it's almost like a flaw where people like, how stupid are you? Like, why are you doing this every week? If nobody cares, because he said, then eventually little by little, this shit just turned. And now Now he's a million, a million download an episode kind of guy. The reason why Bill Burr sells tickets all over the world is yes, he has specials and TV shows and done these things, but it's his podcast. It's the Monday morning podcast. Mm -hmm. Why his the butts are in the seats all the time.
0: Is that something that you want to follow a career of somebody like a Bill Burr, like get into more acting and stuff like he's done recently. Cause he's been kind of crushing it in that space. He's really, he's a very good actor.
1: He's a very good actor. I would like to do that. I would do that. And I will go on auditions. I mean, auditioning on Zoom and stuff is hard, but even in the TV film space, I'd rather just try to create my own TV show and pitch that and do that. I don't want to rely on, even though I know it in the television space, then you'd have to rely on executives and all that stuff. like, you don't really ever own it, but I don't have to, like, I don't have to have some casting director tell me yes or no. It's like, I don't want to be on the other side. Like I'll create it, but like, I'll make the choices. And again, I just learned this through failing and feeling bad about not getting things like my whole attitude change where I was I like, I
0: love that feeling. It's the best.
1: You know, I was like, yo, like, mm-hmm. I don't need to, I don't, why do I, why am I playing by their rules? Like I'm the comedian. I can write the script. I can do this. Like it's, it's hard work. You know, you got to write it and rewrite it. And, and like you said, it takes a lot of patience. I mean, you're not just going to write a, a great script that could get picked up, you know, sold and put on the air uh in a day it's not gonna happen like that you gotta keep making mistakes and all that but I'm so used to making mistakes and, and failing that I just I just do it all the time now.
0: Dude, I've taken a lot of your time. I know you're a busy man. Uh I hope that you get your Bitcoin money back big time. We'll
1: see. We'll see. Because
0: we've got some party subs to buy.
1: We seriously do. And now that you know that you'll officially be a US citizen, I'll tell yeah. you all the I'll tell you all the US secrets. You just Great. hit me up <laughs> and I'll tell you what you need to know to survive.
0: Done. Great. I love yeah. it. Can you give us one little quick plug of all the places that we can get all of your things? Cause you have like 45 different podcasts and shows.
1: hundred percent. So you could go to chrisdcomedy.com. Uh, that's my website. It's got all my information there. I have a, a podcast with Sal Volcano called Hey Babe, my own solo podcast called Chrissy Chaos. And you can support me at patreon.com slash chrisdcomedy, all my exclusive content that shit that I'll say that could probably get canceled if it ever got public, but I'll just give it all to you for $5 a month. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect. Thank yeah. you so Thank much. You guys. I'll talk to you soon.
1: All right, bye Renee. Thank you.
0: Bye. That was a hell of a combo. I don't know if it's cuz I'm pregnant and lacking energy right now, but I wish that I had a little bit of what he has. Is it caffeine? Is it the uppers? Maybe it's a cold cut trio from Subway that I'm missing from my life. Can we get them as a sponsor perhaps? I would love nothing more than to crank out this baby and have a party sub waiting at my house just to throw another Simpsons reference in here. I really feel like I'd be like that episode where Homer just like has the party sub and it's green and he refuses to throw it out and he gets sick from it. That's going to be me after I have a baby. I cannot wait to be reunited with Cold Cuts Oh, man. Thanks for hanging out. This has been Oral Sessions. We've got some banger episodes coming up, I assure you. So I will see you guys next week. Enjoy your life. Enjoy all the things. Wear a mask. Sanitize your hands. Be nice to everybody around you. Smooch your dogs. This has been Oral Sessions. I'll catch you guys later. Bye.